At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous show for you as we're going to cover it all. We're going to dive into a little college football. We're going to dive into some college basketball. We're going to be taking a look at all that we've got in terms of the Thanksgiving spread from me to you. A early Thanksgiving, as for those of you out west, we've got about 30, not even 36 hours remaining at this point, a little bit over 24 hours remaining for those of you out east, a little bit less than 24 hours, and we're going to be given the gift of some great guests, as Frank Schwab is going to be joining me in 15 minutes, does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. We're going to be taking a look forward to this week in the NFL, get his thoughts on the Thanksgiving Day games, and what teams are trending in the right-slash-wrong directions, because now we're getting to the point where the dash for cash, as they like to call it for the playoffs, is on, because Players actually get a little bit of a bonus if they make the playoffs in terms of the NFL, which is why they call it the dash for cash. But we're going to be talking with them about all that we are going to be noticing this week. In our number two, Mackenzie Kramer. He does amazing work over at ESPN, does great work with the Daily Wager. He does some work when it comes to their ESPN stats and information department. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at some of the look at lines that he might have for next week in the NFL because while we're all breaking down week 12 in the NFL, trying to be able to find some value there, there's some under-the-radar value when it comes to week 13 as well. And then our number three of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we're going to be having Kobe Jan join me. We've got 
a great week of college football. Some big games, and it's going to be determining what we do slash do not get in terms of the college football playoff, especially Michigan versus Ohio State. That Notre Dame-USC game is absolutely massive. You're able to go down the list. So we have got a lot to break down there over the next three hours. We've got a lot of football, but we've got a lot of basketball as well. And for anyone that is betting college basketball right now, for one, highly, highly volatile in terms of some of these games that we have been seeing. I mean, anyone that, much like myself, took the points with Liberty, they were up by double figures, and then they lose by, like, 14, 15 points. That's relatively brutal. Anyone that was on Syracuse experienced the pain of the underdog going to die in overtime. You're just able to go down the list of how many strange and just wild results that we've seen. The Creighton game, that was absolutely massive. And as we are doing this show, I am doing this as the Arizona versus San Diego State game is going on. By the way, anyone that is looking to bet this, Currently, it is Arizona with a 10-point lead with about 12 minutes remaining. Those of you guys listening to the replay know how this one turned out, but that said, it is a case where in college basketball right now, you got to be taking a look at a bunch of these line moves, and I do think that it is very important to just sort of have your number in mind before any numbers come out. It's something that I do in terms of my spreadsheet. I put out my handicap before any sort of hand, before any sort of numbers are hung, before we see any openers, what have you, because... Every single team, they do have a buy point. They do have a sell point. Case in point, some of these teams that were big giant fades a season ago, like Pacific, 4-22-2 and two against the spread. Now, they did not get the job done against old Mount St. Mary's on Tuesday, but that said, they've already covered three games. They're one cover away from matching the amount of games that they covered a season ago. Meanwhile, teams that were very trustworthy in past years, like Look no further than Oregon State when they made their Elite Eight run. They were covering more than two-thirds of their games last season. They covered like a third of their games. We shall see what happens for them this season. Actually, not overly terrible for them thus far, but you've just got all sorts of volatility there, and it does make things very, very fun. But we just see a bunch of line movement, and you're going to notice with a lot of these tournaments, I believe I gave this out as a pro tip a few days ago as well, so... You're going to get just a little bit of a bonus pro tip if you miss that one. But when it comes to these games that we're going to be seeing, like the Wednesday Maui Invitational games, when it comes to these games are happening out there in Cancun, you're able to go down the list. These are the not-determined matchups. Pretty much the winners from the games on Tuesday, they play each other. The losers from the games on Tuesday, they play each other as well. When you've got sort of that to-be-determined scenario, you'll notice that the lines come out in, like, 7, 8 a.m. Eastern time, Pacific time. That's more around 4, 5-ish, depending upon your book. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit sooner. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit later. And it becomes the good old wild, wild west in terms of getting your numbers like we saw it in the game that I'm watching right now, San Diego State versus Arizona. The total in a lot of spots, it was opening up right in that pocket of about a 162, 161 and a half. Once again, varies upon your number. That gets seamed up four to five points, and it seems like might be a little bit of an overreaction. We've got 103 points on the board with a little bit under 28 minutes played. So right now it's trending under. Now with Arizona, boy, you don't want to be writing off that over at this point because they have been really rocketing. They've been going up tempo, so you're able to point that out. But you always want to be making sure that you're taking things into context. But I do think that we could take this into context. This might be the biggest fall off for one of the more marquee programs. I'm not going to call them a blue blood program. That would be going too far on this. But we have experienced a fall off when it comes to Louisville basketball. 
It has been the best bet of the season, just betting against them. Louisville now 0-5 against the spread, 0-5 straight up, and they got whipped up upon by Texas Tech, 70-38. to Texas Tech opens up a 10-point favorite, and typically when you see a three-point, three or four-point line move like we saw here, closes in some places as low as 13, closes as high in some places as Texas Tech being a 14-point favorite. Not an overreaction in my opinion. Louisville's just that bad, and sometimes that is very important to take a look at because sometimes the books are they are going to have a little bit of an off number when it comes to the beginning part of the season. Team that I've been riding quite a bit here recently, Sacramento State. They've been a relatively solid team. They're actually in action as I do this right now, leading by a small hair against UC Davis. That's about a four-point underdog, but there are some of those teams that sometimes they get a little bit too much respect based on the name, and sometimes they aren't getting enough respect based on the name as well, and that is always just so important to be able to take a look at. And just when it comes to the landscape of college basketball, we don't necessarily have that set in stone number one team, but I think that we're determining that there's a lot of teams that have a lot of upside and it is going to be a very, very awesome year in college basketball. Like if I were to rank my teams right now, number one, I'd probably go with Houston. I really like what I've seen out of them. Them going on the road, winning against Oregon, an Oregon team that if you look at Dana Altman's track record against ranked teams, against the spread in like his last 35 games, he's covered like 28 of them. For them to go in there, win by double figures, that really says something to me about this Houston team. North Carolina, they came into the season in the polls at number one. I've been not necessarily overly impressed by them to begin the season. Certainly not a team that is like full of a bunch of schlubs or anything like that, but they're right there. And then who do you pick out of Kansas, Texas, Virginia, Baylor, Indiana has been looking very, very good. The team that we're seeing right now, Arizona. They have looked rock solid. You've been able to have some good performances recently out of a team even like in Alabama. You're able to go down the list, and it is just wide the heck open this year in college basketball. In past years, we've had so many cases where you have your clear. I'm not going to call it one team because, I mean, really, a few seasons ago, you remember it was Gonzaga number one. It was Baylor number two. Everyone else fought for number three. Last season, Gonzaga, by most accounts, was the number one team, but they weren't necessarily like, this juggernaut of a bunch or anything like that. I don't think anyone was surprised when they lost in the NCAA tournament. Some might have been surprised that they lost in the Sweet 16, but that was not necessarily too much of a shocker. You had it a few seasons ago when you had Zion Williamson and all those guys. They were the clear number one team, and a lot of times when you have that clear number one, they typically come up short. Heck, you're even able to go back to the last team that entered into the Final Four undefeated, that Kentucky team that lost to Wisconsin. They were that very clear favorite. They fell short once again as well, so... I always think that taking a look at these teams, take a look at their road, it is very, very important. And the more that you can find a battle-tested team that maybe has taken a few losses, but at the same time, they've been able to find out a little bit more about themselves, that is very important. Like the Arkansas versus Creighton game, I thought was absolutely tremendous for both of these teams. For one, being able to get that good of a battle out there at Lahaina with those very, very friendly rims, both teams being able to sink some shots. That is absolutely amazing to take a look at Creighton. They got the job done in that one by a count of 90 to 87. But, I mean, for Arkansas, a team that is full of a bunch of transfers, they don't yet have, in my opinion, their top player in Nick Smith. For them to be able to hang within three against a Creighton team that many, including myself, I'm in this camp, I thought that Creighton was the number one team coming into the season in the Big East. That really says something about them. It also says something about a team when they take a 
little bit of a rough loss and they come back the next day and they're able to bounce back in good form as well. That is something that we are getting with a lot of these tournaments. Like you take a look at Ohio State. They gave up over 50 points in the second half to San Diego State. Still very, very strange to see these higher totals when it comes to San Diego State. Like in the Maui Invitational, we saw it with these two teams in Ohio State and San Diego State on Monday, scoring 102 points in the second half. Typically, 102 points is what you see in a full game. And it is always important in college basketball to try to pick up on something that you're noticing and be able to try to be ahead of the curve a little bit. At the same time, you don't want to necessarily overhect as well. It's that very, very fine balance because I was talking about it in terms of the Arizona versus San Diego State game. Feel like that total moved just a little bit too much when you're getting up to about a 165 and a half against a San Diego State team that no doubt they're still pl they're playing significantly more up tempo than they have in past seasons. But at the same time, you know that San Diego State isn't going to be playing the defense of the old Citadel back in the day when they had Duggar Bauckham in the fold and he was allowing teams to get to 90 because he thought, oh, my team is going to be able to get to 95. And they very rarely got to 95, which is currently why he is unemployed. But you do want to be taking note that San Diego State still relatively saw a defensive team, but at the same time, taking into account that they're playing at a little bit more of a tempo and a little bit of a takeaway of myself as well is that it does feel like college basketball this season is being played at a faster pace. That is why you're also seeing some totals that are a little bit higher. We have not seen as many of those good old classic 115s, 117s like we were a season ago. And certainly you wouldn't be finding that total in terms of the NFL. And that's what we're going to be turning to next. Frank Schwab, he does absolutely amazing work at Yellow Sports. We're going to be taking a look at week 12 of the NFL with him, the Thanksgiving Day games, and really the entire slate that we've got next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Maryland residents, mobile sports betting will officially launch on November 23rd. So if you're listening in Maryland, it's just launching right now. So now is your chance to be able to sign up for DraftKings and you'll receive $200 in free bets after registering. Visit DraftKings.com for more information. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our guest, Frank Schwab, the man that knows it all when it comes to the NFL, does absolutely amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports and a man that much like myself, from the great state of Wisconsin and Frank, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, how's it going? It is going great. And you know what? It's going to be going great for us as we're going to be able to take in some Wisconsin versus Dayton on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, yes. we're going to be taking in some great Thanksgiving day football. And when it comes to these three Thanksgiving day games, I feel like the one with the most intrigue in my opinion is this Vikings versus the new England Patriots game, because with the Vikings on a lot of look at lines, they were right around a three and a half point favorite. Now that they take that big giant loss against the Dallas Cowboys, they fall in a lot of spots of being between a two to a two and a half point favorite. My question for you is, are we reacting a little bit too much to one loss with the Minnesota Vikings or just taking a look at things, them being a team with an eight and two record and having a negative point differential? Does that put you off this team a little bit? Because I do feel like maybe there's a little bit too much stock right now being put into one bad result. And I think we're now getting good value with the Vikings. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm totally with you here. I, I think it is an overreaction. Look, forty to three was ugly. I can't. I, I can't sit here and tell you it wasn't. They look bad. But you know what? Dallas is a really good team. I don't think much differently about the Vikings right now than I did, uh, you know, four days ago or whatever. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're good. They're, they're just not great, and that's okay. I, I think at home they're going to be a pretty good team. And I think another overreaction we've had is to the Patriots. The Patriots won. Great for them. Awesome punt return, right? 84 yards in the final seconds. They did nothing on offense in that game. It's been overshadowed because Zach Wilson was so bad, and we want to talk about him all week. But if the Patriots didn't win that game, we'd be talking about their offense at home scoring only three points. Been a problem for them all year. I get it. Jets' defense is really, really good. But I just think the Vikings are the better team here. And if you're giving me – if i got to lay less than a field goal here, I really do like that. I I think the Vikings – bounce back. And it's also a situation. I don't know if you subscribe to this, but I sure do. When a good team gets embarrassed, I like taking them right away. No matter the sport. If, if it's a, if it's a, a good team, a team I could trust. And I think the Vikings are a good team again, not great, but good. You get embarrassed like that. You get humiliated. Uh, really uh, basically national TV. Yeah. I like backing you after that. I, everything points to the Vikings here for me. 
And not to mention that you've got the Patriots traveling on a short week as well. So that's a little bit of a factor for me, in my opinion. And it's a little bit interesting that this Buffalo Bills team does not have to travel at all based on everything that we saw out there in the Northeast. But right now they're between a nine and a half to a 10 point favorite against the Detroit Lions with a total of 54 and a half. It's about as American as it gets having the Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving. And we've seen the Detroit Lions have really good performances on Thanksgiving. I remember when Jim Sorge entered in the game because Peyton Manning mm. threw like six touchdowns and three quarterbacks against the Lions a few years ago as well. So, I mean, we've seen a wide variance of results with regards to the Detroit Lions. So the trends that you're able to come up with, they're probably going to be all over the place. But where do you stand on this game? Because with the Lions, I've actually liked what I've seen out of them in the last few weeks with the Bills, them just being able to get off the schneid, be able to look a little bit better in the second half. That's very heartening to me. But if anything, I think that this is a number that might be a little bit too bloated. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you again. It's better when we disagree, but <laughs> hey, we're locked up here. Because, look, if it would have been three weeks ago, I was looking forward to that. Somebody had mentioned, oh, yeah, Bill's Lions on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, the Lions are going to be like one and nine. The Bills are going to be on, you know, at one loss. No, it's kind of completely flipped since then. I don't think the Bills are a bad team or anything, but we've seen them be a little bit vulnerable the past few weeks. I think the ordeal they had to deal with last week with the snow and the travel, they might tire out a little bit. This is a tough spot for them, travel-wise. I really think so, just because they got the home game kind of taken from them last week. And then the Lions season has totally turned around. Their defense looked absolutely horrible a few weeks ago. Well, it's played a lot better. Shut down the Packers a few weeks ago took Saquon Barkley completely out of the game on Sunday. I think the Lions could give them a game. Maybe it's going to look crazy. This is one of the, like, anytime you take a double-digit underdog in the NFL, you know that by the end of the first quarter, you could be kicking yourself, saying, what what was I thinking? But I really do believe the Lions. This is their Super Bowl. Fans are always into it, even when they're bad. I think that they're going to show out pretty well. The Bills, look, the Bills last week really wanted to run the ball. I was surprised by that, but I think that continues a little bit. That's going to make the game a little more low scoring, give the Lions a better chance to cover. I'll be on the Lions plus 10 here. I, again, realizing that like many Thanksgivings past, I could be really regretting it by halftime, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We will see what I'm going to be regretting more going in for that extra helping of Turkey or taking the Detroit Lions. It is a tough call at this point. I would it's put annual the, tradition, Greg. I would say myself going in for the extra turkey a little bit more of a favorite because that is certainly going to be something that you can certainly bank on. You don't have minus 110 numbers there, by the way. I'd be certainly juicing that up quite a bit. And <laughs> with that as well, just in terms of Thanksgiving betting, for one, I think a good tip is to not let the others at the dinner table know that your player prop might be going down in a fiery heap or anything like that. There are certain things that... You're able to talk slash not talk about it at the Thanksgiving table. You're able to throw in there the bad ones. I will throw in there this one and keep it on cue. But with that said, when it comes to just betting on Thanksgiving in terms of the NFL, do you notice anything a little bit differently? Do you notice that maybe the lines are a little bit, shall we say, softer? Because you know that there's a lot of people that they're going to be firing in on this. They want to have some action while they're at Aunt Susie's enjoying turkey and everything like that. Do you notice a little bit of something different when it comes to these games in general, whether that be betting or the play actually out there on the field? You know, I, I think one thing that surprised me, I do favorites did pretty well on Thanksgiving. I didn't realize since I, I, I don't even want to get it wrong, but it's it's been a pretty good sample size that favorites are hitting at about a 66% clip. And that's over multiple years. 
And I think there's something to be said for that. That's not just a random trend. I think that, look, it's t- it's a tough travel week. We always talk about Thursday night football, how tough that is for travel. It's still Thursday football. And now you're having to play early And if you're the Bills, <laughs> if you're the Giants. So I think that that's a factor. And, and I think you're to the point in the season, too, where you see a lot of teams that, that have, have kind of given up a little bit or are really beat up injury-wise. Maybe not these three teams this year. All three underdogs are... Are, are pretty good, pretty, you know, I mean, pretty good shape that way. But we've seen years past where teams are just dragging by this time of year. And they just, you know, I mean, it, it's hard for them to get fired up on a short week. So I do think favorites, look, I usually am an underdog better, but I don't mind taking some favorites on Thanksgiving because I think the trend bears out that it's usually okay to lay the points because, again, these, these travel situations can be difficult. Yep, and I'm right there with you in terms of one of the favorites. We're right now one favorite, one underdog, and is this going to break the tie? Because we've got Giants versus Cowboys with the Cowboys a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. This really went up from the look headline that we were seeing a little bit earlier. We were finding this more in the neighborhood of about seven going into Sunday. Mm-hmm. So certainly the Dallas Cowboys have risen up there. And with the New York Giants, they are continuing to be that team of which we keep saying they're the worst insert their record here team that we have ever seen. Do you subscribe to that a little bit at all? Because I do think that there might be a little bit of a reckoning for the giants. I don't know if I want to take the points here at the same time. I have trepidations with laying the points with the Cowboys going up against a team with such a good record as well. So I feel like I'm sort of in a spot where I just need to keep on diving in a little bit more if I'm going to bet this at all, because I think it's a really tricky one. Yeah, it it is. It's a divisional game. So you always expect those games to be close, but I really do like the Cowboys here. I don't like them at the inflated line. We all know it's inflated. When a team in a big spot wins 40 to three, their line's going to be inflated the next week. And when a team loses the Detroit Lions at home, like the Giants did last week, their line's going to be deflated <laughs> a little bit. So we're seeing that convergence happen. But I just envision this game as the Cowboys getting up you know, early because their offense is really good. And then once they could pin the pass rush, it just just go, it's over. Like we ask Kirk Cousins how that goes. They could just tee off on him last week. I think the same thing happens to Daniel Jones this week. They don't have a lot of playmakers. I do wonder if Saquon Barkley's hitting the wall a little bit. He's had more touches this year than the past two seasons combined. You don't know how that affects a guy this time of year, short week. He did get shut down last week. So I, look, I don't like taking big favorites in the NFL. But I do think the Cowboys are a really legit team. They're a Super Bowl contender in my mind. And if there's a team that can cover, you know, win by 10 or more, I'll take the Cowboys. Even against a 7-3 Giants team who I've kind of disrespected all year. But I think this Cowboys team is just really, really good on both sides of the ball. And again, if they get the lead, if they could be up 10-zip at the end of the first quarter, something like that, you could really start getting that pass rush going. And we, we saw how it just decimated the Vikings last week. And Frank, we've got about 45 seconds here. We'll pick up on the Sunday games on the flip side, but I just want to get your thoughts on this. Have you ever seen a total in the NFL at a 35 like we're right now seeing with the Broncos versus the Panthers? This is just hilariously sad in terms of what we're getting in this game. It really is. I mean, I think I've seen it with Blizzard games, right? Is there a Blizzard in Charlotte this week? No. Oh my goodness. I, I It's so sad to watch the Broncos play. And it's, it's just being out here in Colorado, you have no idea, Greg. It is. It, it just gets people get more and more angry every week and losing to the Raiders last week. And Josh McDaniels, old face, doesn't make the fans much happier. I mean, this is a total of 35 with a former Super Bowl winning quarterback in the fold as well. That makes it all the worse. And we're going to be picking up on these Sunday games on the other side with Frank Schwab. He does an absolutely terrific job over at Yahoo taking a look at the game of 
football. And we're going to be picking up upon the Sunday games next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but with Zen Nicotine Pouches, might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that's nearest you at Zen.com. That is ZYN.com today. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Banking Network. Being rejoined by Frank Schwab, does absolutely terrific work over at Yahoo Sports. I think we have talked enough about the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos game that that doesn't deserve any more airtime on this one. But that said, I take a look at this game and I feel like the line's a little bit too short. That would be the Ravens versus the Jaguars. Jaguars are a 4.0 underdog and for the Jags, I feel like they've been overvalued for quite a while. After that win against the Chargers, we're all wondering how much we can see out of Trevor Lawrence, how much he's going to be able to explode. And it really hasn't necessarily developed for them too much. Meanwhile, the Ravens, it wasn't impressive for them against the Panthers, but in every single game this season, they have led by double figures at some point in the game. And I just keep on taking a look at the Ravens and I feel like they're a little bit undervalued. And I think getting them at minus four right now is pretty solid value. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this one, honestly. One thing that works in the Jaguars' favor here is they're off their bye. They will be rested. I, I do like teams with the rest advantage. Getting four at home, I, I just, I don't know. The Ravens looked so bad on offense last week. I mean, really, like, it was like, oh, my God, they're going to lose to the Carolina Panthers at home. It's 3-3. Three, three. The, the Carolina Panthers just couldn't move the ball. That says something about the Ravens' defense, I guess. But I don't know. I, I, I Leaning towards the Jaguars right now, just, again, coming off the bye, getting to four points at home. Can they at least keep it close? Maybe they can because I don't know about this Ravens' offense being consistent enough without playmakers. Aside from Mark Andrews, Nobody on this offense really can step up and help Lamar Jackson. He's having to carry everything by himself, and he can at times. He did against the Saints a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football, but it, it just means they're not going to be able to just get away from everybody, and, and some of these games are going to tighten up, even though, like you said, I love the stat that they've led every game by double digits. That leads me to believe this can be a dominant team, but in this spot, I just kind of like the Jaguars for some reason. Maybe I'll change my mind by Sunday. Not a game I'm I'm really strong on, but... I'll lean towards the Jaguars on the points right now. You talk about that not being a game that you're overly strong on right now. I can tell you, this is a game that I'm really strong on right now because we're going to be finding out more Wednesday when it comes to the injury report. That would be the Bears and the Jets. With Justin Fields going down at the end of the game last week, that is massive. And who knows who's going to be the quarterback of the New York Jets right now because Zach Wilson scoring three points and saying that, oh, we didn't let the defense down. That would be like me posting up an 0-10, costing me $1,000 and telling my wife, oh, us being down $1,000 isn't my fault at all. I mean, boy, that's not necessarily too terrific right there. And I don't know what you make out of this game, but I think if Justin Fields plays, you've got good value on the Bears. And quite honestly, if the Jets trot out there literally a scarecrow instead of Zach Wilson, that might be just as good as what they've been getting in recent weeks. 
Yeah, I'm actually on the other side. I've already bet the Jets because, and here, here's kind of my handicap on it. The Jets are a much better team. They, they just are. The Bears have not been able to stop anybody, especially since traded Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. It's a bad defense. And we've seen that happen time after time. The Bears were a three-point underdog at the Atlanta Falcons. Now they go to the Jets, who are a, a legitimate playoff contender. That might not be Justin Fields, and it's 4.5. Like, uh, there's only a point and a half difference between the Falcons and the Jets. That's what you're telling me? I don't buy that at all. I think the Jets are a good quality team. And I don't know for sure that Justin Fields plays in this game. He dislocated his left shoulder. And if you're the Bears, at some point, you do have to take a step back and say, we can't rush this kid back. We've seen now. He is a good quarterback. He is our future. Let's not risk this. And if it's Trevor Simeon against that Jets defense, oh. you could double this spread, and I'd love the Jets. If it's if it's Justin Fields with an injured shoulder and it's four and a half, I'm fine with that. The Jets were winning games with Zach Wilson, with Joe Flacco earlier in the year. They're used to bad quarterback play. It bottomed out last week. There's no doubt. They look terrible against the Patriots. I, I'm not going to sit here and make any excuses for that. I don't think it's going to get much better. But this defense against a limited Bears offense and a Bears defense that can't stop anybody. I actually love the Jets minus four and a half here. And I'm going to take it now because, again, if it's Justin Fields, line's probably about four, four and a half. If it's Trevor Simeon, uh, you can't make this line high enough at that point. The Jets are just absolutely smashing them, I think. So I, I do like the Jets here. The Bears are completely unbettable with Trevor Simeon in the fold. There's no ifs, ands, or buts mm. about it. But, I mean, for me, I'm waiting to see what happens with the Jets because I actually upgrade them if – Someone other than Zach Wilson is behind center. Whether you get, get White, whether you get Joe Flacco, that's what I'm waiting on as well because, I mean, my biggest fear with taking the Jets right now is that they only score a field goal like they did last week against the New England Patriots if they got Wilson out there. Meanwhile, if they trot out there anyone else, I think that they're going to respond. That's a big reason why I'm waiting. And do you upgrade or downgrade the Jets if it's without Wilson? Because I do think that if you trot out there, either of those guys I mentioned in White or Flacco, I actually upgrade them a point or two. I, I don't. I keep it about the same. I mean, we we're kind of wistful about Mike White now. Jets fans especially <laughs> are who want that. He was okay last year. He had the one really nice start against the Bengals. He had the awful start against the Bills. You know, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. He had about a seventy-five passer rating. Zach Wilson's at about a seventy-three passer rating. It, it is an upgrade, sure. Maybe a half point just because I do think the Jets are. It, it sounds like the teammates are kind of sick of Zach Wilson. So you stick somebody new in there, are they going to play a little bit harder? They really might. I, it's possible. I, I just don't know that I, I think there's going to be that much of an upgrade with White, with Flacco. And that's not saying much about Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's saying something about White and Flacco. Yeah, but exactly. I think those guys might get fired up if you or I are behind center at this point yeah, because it sounds to, like they're just yep. completely out on Zach Wilson. And I can't say that I blame them after right. what we saw last week. And after what we saw last week, I do have a couple question marks with the Philadelphia Eagles, but that said, they've got the Packers coming to town, which we were talking a little bit in last segment about trying to buy low and sell high. Hopefully you sold high on the Packers because after that fourth quarter slash overtime that we saw against the Cowboys, a lot of people were saying, oh, the Packers are back. And I think we both knew that that was a little bit of an overreaction. And with the Eagles right now, they're a touchdown favorite. Toronto's game is 46 half. I just look at this number and. What really stands out to me is a total of 46 half, just because I don't know where the Packers scoring is going to come from in this game. They have been running the ball a little bit better. They certainly did that when they were against the Dallas Cowboys. But I take a look at this spot, and I do think that it's actually going to be a very good one for the Philadelphia Eagles coming off of getting embarrassed by the Commanders, coming off of a very, very narrow escape against the Colts. Certainly some issues have come about with the rush defense of the Eagles, but 
That said, I just take a look at this game, and even at a touchdown, I really can't look at the Packers right now. Yeah, I, I thought last week that line was ridiculous. I, I thought the wrong team was favored. If you would have told me it was Tennessee minus three and a half, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and I, when it was Packers minus three and a half, I loved that game. I really did. It's one of my favorite games of the year. And obviously Tennessee got up on them. It just it looked like the better team from start to finish. I don't think this line is necessarily giving the Packers a whole lot of credit. Seven's about what it should be. Look, the Eagles think can go one of two ways. They can look at these last two games and maybe it's the start of a slump. Maybe it's the start of them being exposed a little bit, regressing from the 8-0 start. I don't think any of us thought they were the 2007 Patriots or anything. Good football team. I really like the Eagles. But we knew that, you know, they were out in front of their skis a little bit with that record. Maybe they're regressing a little bit. Or you look at these last two games and the Eagles say, this was a wake-up call. We lost to the Commanders at home. We should have lost to the Colts by just Saturdays coaching them. The Cowboys are right behind us. We can't afford to lose games. We need to play, start playing our A game. We need to get A.J. Brown involved a little bit. I do think the Eagles cover here. I, I, it's Could the Packers? Yeah, it's, it's a big spread. I mean, anything touchdown or more. But I do like the Eagles here. I think they're going to wake up a little bit, get it going. Because, again, they don't have, you know, the, like some of these, the Chiefs lead the division by three games, whatever, the Vikings by four games, whatever that is. The Eagles can't afford to lose many games, as crazy as that sounds for a 9-1 team, because the Cowboys are right there ready to pounce. Yeah, the Cowboys have been just playing some incredible football. And, hey, how about if we talk about the other team in the East as well? The Commanders are going to be playing on the Atlanta Falcons. We've seen this line move up to between four and four and a half with the Commanders, and I think it's the right move. I've really been buying into this Commanders team. I think that Taylor Heineke just gives this team a nice dynamic around him. You've got some weapons, and you've got a solid defense for the Commanders that is playing better and better. I'm going to lay of the four here with Commanders. I'm not sure if you're on this game or not, but with Washington, really like the way that they've been able to play in recent weeks. Yeah, I, I'm not on it. I, I understand completely where you're coming from because that's why I thought too. And then I thought, what's really the difference between these two teams? Is there is there a ma- like a, a really huge gap? I, I don't think there is. I think the Commanders are a little bit better. I don't love the Falcons, but at, at the end of the day, I think they're about equal. And so I'm getting a little bit extra when you get me to the four. I, I've even I think it's been to four and a half at some places, like you said. It is. I'll take the four and a half with the Falcons. That's a that's a lot asking of the commanders who don't have a, a really explosive offense, not a great defense either. I mean, yeah, the, the Falcons lost Kyle Pitts, but they weren't using him anyway. Who cares? <laughs> they could replace his 30 yards a game. They're going to be fine there. So I just think this is one of those ugly close games. Commanders probably win, but I do like having over four and a half or over four to the four and a half. There. He was a top 10 pick on a blocking tight end. Who would have ever oh, thought boy. that? But what with that, that said, we always know that you deliver Frank. Always appreciate you joining the show. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Always great to have Frank Schwab aboard. Does amazing work at Yahoo Sports. And coming next, we go from NFL to the hardwood as I give you some college basketball picks for Wednesday here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vison, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, and the World Cup, and so much more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet and get tur- first touchdown insurance and single game parlay bet and gets head on over to betrivers.com or download the betrivers app today as it is a whole new game we're back here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports betting network a big thanks to frank schwab does amazing work over there at yahoo sports taking a look at the great game of football joining me the last two segments now we've got to hit a little bit of college basketball and unfortunately for us in terms of college basketball if you're looking for some of these games on the board like the gulf coast showcase the Maui Invitational will just wrapped up Arizona with a very impressive win over San Diego State, by the way. I think that we've really got to give them some kudos. But with that said, any teams that were in action on Tuesday, and that includes UNLV versus Southern Illinois, which that was a game that bled into like very early Tuesday. It tipped out for those of you guys out there on the East Coast at like 1 a.m. It finished at like 3 or 4 a.m. So the good old, I'm not even going to, for some people, it might have actually been the very, very early crack of dawn special Yep, that those are games that are going to be off the board. So unfortunately for you guys, we're not going to be able to take a look too much at those. And that actually does lead to in a little bit of a pro tip. Visa.com slash subscribe for all these. We give one out every single hour since we're on the topic. Might as well give it out right now. When it comes to these college basketball games that are currently off the board, I'm talking about them in terms like the Maui Invitational. Any team that played on Tuesday, they open up on Wednesday. These numbers move like wildfire. You're going to see three-point line moves just 
at the drop of a hat. People really overreact to what they saw last. I was mentioning with the Arizona versus San Diego State game. When's the last time you've seen a San Diego State game have a total of 165? Never. Like, I'm pretty sure it's never happened before. So that is something that you do want to be keeping note of. You're going to be able to, if you were on the under in that game, you actually probably want to wait a little bit and just wait for that number to get steamed. Grab the very, very good number. And if you were on the under or if you were on the over in that scenario, you probably wanted to grab it very, very fast because it was moving like that. So you do want to be taking that into account. With that said, we do have some games with some numbers that are up because these are teams that played on Monday. So how about if we go to the beach division out there in, I believe it's the Fort Myers tip off. This is 735, 736 on the board. And I say, I believe because there's a lot of different tournaments that are happening right now. So, and a lot of them happen in the great state of Florida as well. So Florida, the home for a lot of college basketball right now is it is also the home of Georgia tech and Marquette. It is Marquette, who is a five and a half to a six point favorite. Your tallest game is anywhere between 141 and 142. And I think that you've got a good edge with Marquette. I don't take much into account with regards to the Georgia tech cover that we did see. I was on Utah in that game and I am very salty about that one. Yeah, Utah up by kind of 23 to 4, 18 turnovers, and a goal 10 that should not have been called costs you the cover in that one. Not that I'm salty about that or anything like that, but man, that's a little bit tough. And I just take a look at this Georgia Tech team, and they're they're not good. I mean, I wish I could put it any other way, but they're not good. They're shooting right around 30% from three-point range. Actually, they're shooting worse than 30% from three-point range. Javon Franklin, who came in from South Alabama, he's able to do a solid job of being able to give you a few rebounds, but you look at Rodney Howard down low. He's been giving the team four and a half rebounds, and I just still will go back to it. There was a game against Georgia State that they played about a week and a half ago. He had five turnovers down low in seven minutes. Like, that's what Georgia Tech is dealing with right now. I think Georgia Tech had fewer turnovers in the entire game against Utah than he had in seven minutes by himself against Georgia State. So that tells you how big of an outlier of a performance that was. When it comes to Georgia Tech, they just have a tough time brewing up any offense in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis thus far this season. They rank 290th, and it's not like Marquette has been shooting the lights out or anything like that. They're shooting about 32% from distance, but you've got quite a few guys that you're able to rely on. You've got Iso Ogadero down low is able to give you right around five and a half rebounds per game. You've had David Joplin be able to do a solid job down low. They should be able to win that battle. And then in the backcourt, you've got Tyler Kolick. He's been doling out the ball with right around 9.8 assists per game. Single digit amount of points per game. He's not a guy that is really going to hoist up a lot of shots, but does a great job being able to get other guys involved. He's getting multiple seals per game as well. So he's a Swiss Army knife in that he's just able to give you a lot of very, very good play. And for Kolek, he's actually in the top five right now nationally in terms of just total assists on a per-game basis. With Marquette, they've got Cam Jones, who's able to do a solid job of shooting it from three-point range. Got a Georgia Tech team that you've got Kyle Stuvant, who's been able to give you three assists per game, and he's been trying to take control of the offense. This just feels like a mismatch, in my opinion. I set Marquette as a nine-point favorite. With Georgia Tech, they've actually done an okay job on defense. They're able to generate some steals. This is Marquette team that we saw them against Mississippi State. They're very capable of being slowed down. They're not playing as up-tempo as they did last season, which I honestly think is the right move for Marquette. And when it comes to the total, I did set it more around a 136. So I'm going to be willing to dive under in this spot. And with Marquette, I set them as a nine-point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to lay the points. And then out there in that same sector, we've got Utah versus Mississippi State. This is 737, 738 on the betting board. Mississippi State on a very early openers was more around about a 
three to three and a half point favorite, which anyone that was watching knows you were probably like me. So you're like, what the heck is going on? This is the correct number that we're seeing right now between five and five and a half is what they're laying against Utah. Total on this game is right between 126 and 126 and a half. And with Mississippi State, I feel like they should be closer to a seven and a half point favorite. Mississippi State has done a great job of just having a lot of fortitude down low. They bring in Chris Jans, who is the coach at New Mexico State, and he's done a great job of having double-double machine Tolu Smith just completely take over that game. And then on top of that, Shaquille Moore in the backcourt. He's generating three steals per game for a bunch that really has been able to do a great job of being able to rip the ball away. They're generating nearly 12 steals per game. Teams are unable to take care of the ball. He's bringing over that New Mexico State style of not necessarily playing overly fast, but at the same time doing a solid job of just being able to generate those turnovers, playing rock-solid defense, Really like what I'm seeing out of Mississippi State and for Utah. They just committed 18 turnovers in like a 35-minute time span against Georgia Tech. That is not necessarily a vote of confidence. Utah was actually halfway decent at being able to take care of the ball last season. And Marco Anthony coming back after he had 9.7 boards. Missed the first few games of the season, but has been able to give the team a little bit of scoring since he's returned to the fold. And is going to be able to help them out. And Brandon Carlson, he's the 7-footer that's able to pop threes. For this Utah team, he's giving you multiple blocks per contest, double-figure amount of points, right around eight or so rebounds per game. He should be able to do a solid job down low against Mississippi State, but with Mississippi State, they just come at you with waves and waves of size. On top of what you're able to get out of Tolu Smith, they bring in Will McNair. He's 6'11". He's able to do a very solid job on the glass. Not a great three-point shooting team with Mississippi State. They certainly aren't going to be. They bring in someone like Deshaun Davis, who last season he was solid at Oregon State, but was only like a 20% three-point shooter. Eric Reed, who is playing at Southeast Louisiana, or Southeast Missouri State, I should say. He's been able to do a solid job. He's been able to pop a few shots. DJ Jeffries, former top 100 recruit, he's done a nice job being able to give you five rebounds per game as well. So I just take a look at the outlook of this Mississippi State team. Arrow's trending upward. One of the best teams in all of college basketball, being able to generate steals. They themselves do a really good job of not fouling despite the fact that they generate all these seals as well, which is even more impressive because Georgia Tech, okay free throw shooting team. So I really do like, or yep, I really do like what you're able to get out of Mississippi State in this spot. I should say Utah, a relatively solid free throw shooting team. But with that said, with Utah, I did set them as a seven and a half point underdog. So I'm going to be willing to lay the points with Mississippi State. I think the totals went down a little bit too much. Utah has some guys that are able to put it in there from three-point range. Gabe Madsen has been able to give you double-digit amount of points. And I do think that Mississippi State is going to warm up with their offense as well. It's a Utah team that they play a little bit more slowly. Not necessarily the world's most efficient defense, though. So I'm willing to take this total over. And always something that you want to factor in when you think a game is going to be like a seven, eight-point differential. Guess what happens in the final minute of a game that a team is leading by seven, eight points. Yep. Fouls. That is always something that you want to take into account because there's nothing worse than seeing 16 points in the final minute. Just what was a very, very good call on the under end. I do think that you're going to see a little bit more scoring in this game. Going to be taking a look at the over and I'm going to be taking a look at Utah. We're going to be diving into the battle for Atlanta. Certainly a little bit more throughout the show, but just want to give you something initially when it comes to Dayton versus Wisconsin. This is 741-742. Wisconsin open up as about a pick them, and now we're seeing them between a one to a two-point underdog, and your total, I'm seeing this as low as a 121 and a half here at Circa. I think you're getting to the point of no return when it comes to just this total. I think it's gone down a little bit too low. I do like it over. Do keep in mind, though, that 
when it comes to these Battle for Atlantis games, for as friendly as the rims are in Maui, you always see all those generous bounces. You get the exact opposite in Battle for Atlantis. It's as hard as a stone. It's as if the ball bounces off the rim and then it goes like 20 feet in the air and it just goes out of bounds. I have no idea how. I have no idea why, but it is a little bit sickening to watch and it does lead to some grody offense. But with that said, I do like the over. I like Wisconsin on the money line. I'll dive into that a little bit more and keep in mind the pro tip, vsin.com slash subscribe. Always do check these early numbers and have a little bit of a number in mind going in because we'll see some rapid movement on these games that they get listed on the AM. And coming up next, we've got this game already listed. I give you guys my DK Nation pick for the hardwood here on vsin, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.